0: let's get let's get this bag let's get this bag
1: (laughs) oh my gosh
0: make me famous tito i'm gonna try i'm gonna try with this one yeah with this one
1: (laughs) yeah this is this is the moment this is what we this is all uh, all the years of training for music and like entertaining this podcast episode ( volunte) is gonna be the one that breaks frank rose (laughs) Nice, I started recording by the way Yeah. Hey, welcome to Craft Talk I'm Tito Mendoza and this podcast is a collection of interviews with people of different disciplines ranging from creativity, business, and lifestyle By diving into my guest's story and learning about how they approach their craft I hope that these conversations help you find different ways to improve your own Enjoy all right, everybody, uh, welcome to another episode of Craft Talk. My name is Tito Mendoza, and today I'm super excited to interview the one, the only, Mr. Runway himself, Frank Rose. Frankie, how's it going?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'm here with the air horns. What Man, up? Man, that intro
1: was <laughs> official.
0: <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> I think that's what the kids say now, right?
1: I. Yeah, I, it's hard to keep up now, but no cap.
0: <laughs> what up, man? Thanks for having me. I've never been on a guest. I've never been a guest on a podcast before.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> you are you're a podcast host, and I, I I'm gonna admit a little bit. I'm a little nervous doing this because <laughs> you're you're a podcast host yourself, and then you've been on radio. You've been like a a, a radio personality. I feel very underqualified to interview someone with an already resume. (laughs) What? Can I just like like, let you go and and, and start running the show, you know?
0: Yeah, bro. Just, you know, you can play the background.
1: (laughs) I'll I'll be the, (laughs) I'll be just like the sidekick for my own podcast. You can be the guy in the chair. Yeah.
0: I'll be Peter Parker, right? Yeah. Every superhero needs a guy in the chair.
1: I mean, it's true because, okay, so to give people a little background, you and I met uh, pretty much when I moved back to Orlando, uh, moved to Orlando, sorry, for college, um, you started dating my roommate and now you guys are <laughs> married and we also became basically brothers in Orlando and we spent mm-hmm. a lot of time making music yep. and making beats, recording in the living room, acting like it was a legitimate studio. <laughs> um, but speaking making of bangers, right. Yeah, speaking of sidekicks, if you were to think of it, Frank Rose was like it's like Mac Lamore and I was his Ryan Lewis.
0: Yeah, facts. So exactly. Frank Rose and Tito
1: Mendoza, I don't have my own stage name or anything, but <laughs> that's how it that's how it happened.
0: Bro, that's that's how that's where it was going.
1: Yeah, it's like sometimes
0: I wonder what if when we were doing music, uh-huh. you know, in the living room studio. <laughs> yeah. And we had Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube the way it is now. And Spotify and uh, Apple Music, the way, uh, and SoundCloud, the way all the kids <laughs> have them now. Yeah. Imagine what, what our careers would have been. Ooh. You ever thought about that? Like, I don't we know. Had we had MySpace, can... and like, that was cool, but.
1: Yeah. We were definitely on the pre right before it kind of like that social media music marketing kind of blew up.
0: We went from guerrilla marketing with flyers to inviting you to um, Facebook invites.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: That transition.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. It's weird. Yeah. So, okay. I have a specific topic that I want to discuss with you today. Um, It's a topic that I I thought that you would be really good at talking about and sharing your experiences with. Um, But before we do that, I want to let the people kind of know everything that you're involved with. And it's it's quite a list. So I don't know if you're in your own words. Currently at the time, what are your main things that's keeping you the most occupied?
0: (laughs) Husband. Husband. Um. Okay. (laughs) That's a good one that's a good one right um barber hairstylist um officiant
1: officiant in weddings right in weddings
0: okay um podcaster okay um
1: rapper mc
0: currently music writer yes Rapper, yeah, singer, singer. songwriter singer yeah still working on that um Oh, YouTube. Yeah, I'm doing YouTube uh, uh, booze reviews. You're doing what? I'm doing a, a booze review channel. So we, um, they give me a bottle of something to drink and I review it. I did not know that. Yeah, see, there's always something new, bro. I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. See,
1: I wanted to do this because I. that's the thing with Frank. Can I call you Frankie? Yeah, what the brand is Frank Rose, but
0: brand is Frank Rose. But you family, okay, family, cool. I can family call you Frankie. Calls me Frankie you know? <laughs> so Frankie,
1: like you, just can't keep up because there's so many things that he's involved with. um So yeah, like rapper, MC, singer, songwriter. You're an entrepreneur. You're a hairstylist.
0: Oh, I did improv too.
1: <laughs> you, comedy, yeah. And you know that all entails like a lot of personality. So because of that a lot, you became kind of the, the efficient at weddings when it comes to like your friends, or even maybe strangers that have asked you to officiate their wedding. There's so many things that you do that, that the common thread that I think of when I think of all of the things that you do is you're basically hosting. You're, you're a professional host. (laughs) Back in the day, we used to have this jazz rock hip hop band i played saxophone and frankie was the front man and it was what was the band name i am the host
0: i am the host yeah yep. so I'm... that was the that was the um band's warp tour era you know where all the bands had sentences for names right you know yeah. <laughs> like my chemical romance you know yeah. <laughs> like who were just like i am the host yeah so <laughs> even
1: 10 to 15 years later you're still living To the name of I am the host, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. How do you see yourself as a host when it comes to everything that you do?
0: I mean, like the MC, like growing up in in like a kid who like loves hip hop, like hip hop was my thing. So like the MC, it, it it was a breakdown for a microphone controller. And so the microphone controller basically is like a conductor. I remember watching Looney Tunes cartoons when Bugs Bunny would be the conductor and he had the control of the music. And that was like this connection of just being on stage and entertaining and bringing a mood. Now, what what the kids say, a vibe, mm-hmm. you know? I think the early stages of me, quote unquote, hosting, hosting events was I got really annoyed of our local shows not having an MC. Mm not having someone who's letting the crowd know if there's another act coming, if the act is done, (laughs) like, um, is there, are they selling merch? Um, Is there, how do we find their music? No,
1: nothing, just, okay, thank you. So it was just like an artist would go up, do their thing, and then that's it? That's it. Nothing in between, next band?
0: Nope, and maybe just like switching gear, you know, like if bands are, you know, putting their drum kit i don't know switching snares yeah, like, yeah. just uh, that that's it just nothing in between the, the worst part where there'll be like no dj that was the other thing like no music in between like yeah. now it's just crickets <laughs> you know it's just like now people are th- hey you want to go to another bar do you, hey, you want to go uh, and i'm like no, no no no. I'm i haven't gone up yet
1: man if there was only someone who can keep their attention to stay oh so do you think it's did you find it like interrupting the, the flow of the whole evening or something? hmm I thought
0: like it can make a break a show. You uh-huh. know, like you have these shows like uh, America's Got Talent. hmm Is uh, the the people auditioning and the judges. But what's the glue? It's not in Canada anymore, but <laughs> what's yeah. his name? Uh uh Terry Crew, you know? Yeah. Like that's the glue that's connecting the the audience while in the back with the talent before they go in front of the judge and it's just like I don't know, it's an anchor Have you always seen it like that? It just made sense to me I don't know why like it just made sense to me like in everything like in the circus so, like I loved as a kid going to the circus I, I was I wasn't afraid of clowns I was afraid of Chucky but not clowns okay um but like what, what's the guy the ringleader yeah there's a, he's, he's the ringleader. He's the glue with all these awesome acts that are happening. The, that anchor that's letting you know where you're at, what's coming up next, getting you excited, you know, just, I don't know, man.
1: Wow. So you, you've always gravitated towards that role, even like when you were younger.
0: Well, I think also, cause I was the oldest out of three. And so my dad, he's military and kind of instilled that in me, like, Hey man, like, You're in charge. Like when mom and dad is not here, they look up to you. You have to set the example you're babysitting or, you know, like, yeah, it was like that responsibility, which was good and bad, but you know, that's what therapy is for. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a, that's amazing. I didn't realize that the whole like circ, like you, you were, you loved the circus back then because of the ringleader and because it glued everything together. Yeah. And then it just that just translated to is music your first love kind of Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Music has always been my first love. And like in any in any rock band there's a front man. You know? Like I know everyone's like I love this band, but it's like, yo, when when you think of I don't know, you, you when you say gym class heroes, yeah, I'm gonna, that's my age, y'all. Don't at me. Uh, you know, it's Travi McCoy that we're really thinking of. Like, that's the face, that's the image, that's the embodiment of the band. Yeah. Even though there's a full band. And um, I don't know, that's like a, it's a cool responsibility. Like, the roots, when you, when I first say the roots, I don't think Questlove, Love, I always thought of Black Thought first. Mm. AMC, you know, see, you know, the voice, the conductor, the, the announcer. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so when you noticed that that when you were doing events or shows and say you're headlining a show, it always bugged you that there was nothing in between. Did you just one day decide to go be the guy and be the MC? How how'd that all happen or
0: Okay, so there's a saying, like if you see a problem, don't just come up and complain about it without at least somewhat of a solution it doesn't have to be a full like um you know like drawn out plan but at least a start like hey um let's say like yeah i was like hey i really think it would it would flow better if there was some MC that would just say thank you you know stick around there's another act coming yeah uh in about 10 minutes you know go grab a drink support the artist yeah and but everyone else was really scared and shy to do it, ah. and so you know if, if you want something done right, then do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of saying, yeah. <laughs> so they gave me the opportunity. Like, okay, yeah, do you want to do it? And I was like, uh, oh, okay. So well, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one who wants it, right? Mm. So I would do it. And here's another thought that I always had: it. Whenever I was on stage. I always imagine like, okay, what would entertain me? What would I think would be funny? What would I think would be cool? What would I think would be like this will keep my attention here and make me feel comfortable? Yeah. If that makes sense. So if I'm entertaining myself, I'm hoping that like if I'm having a good time, that the crowd would have a good time. Mm. Like it's almost like an energy, like I'm I'm setting the tone. So what it you know, they say like <laughs> sometimes babies can feel the vibes, like like um, you know, if mom is in a bad mood, all of a sudden the baby starts starts crying. And you're like, what the heck? I didn't even say anything and do anything, but the baby just felt that, you know, the energy. Like mom is pissed. Um and so in reverse, like, okay, if I go up on the stage and I'm just like, hey everybody, are you guys ready to rock, I mean, I don't really use that voice, but yeah. just for fun, yeah. Some giggles, uh, and it was like, oh wow, this guy is fun. All right, this is the energy. Okay, cool. We're this is kind of like a beach thing. I'm excited. What's next?
1: Uh, <laughs> so you can just flip the energy like in a in a split second like that.
0: It's, I guess that's like, uh oh, now I sound like oh, so so uh, so cocky. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that's the gift. Sure. It, you know like like Steve Harvey said it once that um um your talent is not what you wish you can do or wish you were doing your talent is the one thing that you do that comes easily and you do it well that's your gift mm. and i was like dropping dropping drop the quotes Whoa, the quotes shout out to my man Harvey you know <laughs> uncle steve who doesn't know me <laughs> <Yeah>. at all
1: <laughs> so it came natural to you
0: yeah I don't know I think you know even as a little kid I was the little like class clown you know I was mm-hmm. the the smart um I don't know if you can curse with but smart but care. <laughs> smart ass <Okay>. yeah <laughs> you know I was that kid of um, like my un- um one of my uncles he was the youngest so we were like close in age uh-huh. so he was more like a big brother um and he was like a little little comedian and he would always try to make me laugh always making me laugh and then we always watched like funny movies, and then we started watching stand up and that's something that I've always gotta dived into into stand up even though I've never done it mm. but the idea of one person with one microphone controlling a whole crowd for five ten, fifteen, even an hour special blows my mind right without without music How? without a band without like um you know other actors coming in and out like just. One person, one microphone, just keeping that big crowd's attention. The Kevin Hart's, the Dave yeah. Chappelle's,
1: you know, like. It's like complete control of the energy in the room. It's,
0: it's such a, like, a, a, a weapon that you can use for good or evil. Right. You know, thank God the Kevin Hart's are not the new Hitler's. <laughs> you know because like i'm sure hitler could have been an amazing stand-up comedian yeah i said it don't at me Um uh, <laughs> that's my problematic humor <laughs> shout out to my podcast <laughs> keep it a rosy there you go <laughs> you like how i just like just did a commercial hey, for my p-
1: podcast in your podcast you gotta plug it you gotta plug it
0: because <laughs> i'm the host
1: yeah there you go
0: <laughs> oh i miss you bro i miss you too i miss <laughs> you too
1: so you were saying like just being able to control the energy like that, even though you didn't do stand-up comedy, the mechanism of which, like how that worked, interested you to like translate that into your music.
0: There is there's a timing and delivery I see in stand-up, um, and like the way they are telling the story, the way they're getting to their punchline, the way their body language is, um, all those little details it's almost itself its own beat its own like music that you're composing uh this own little play i um i uh I'm friends with uh, Angela Johnson and shout outs oh <laughs> not, i mean not really i'm like friends of friends of her okay all <laughs> but right but but you know we talked once or twice okay and she said this once um and she was like when i'm doing my set my you know uh, my stand up um, she's like I'm an actress like I'm doing it as a play and I was like what do you mean she's like every joke I have a like position where I'm standing where I'm holding the mic what I'm saying it's all like I am basically doing a one-woman show mm. that's how she doesn't forget her lines that's how she doesn't forget her jokes that's how she keeps it consistent um, and but when you watch her it feels natural it feels like right you and i right now having this natural conversation this is not pre-written yeah this is not a script this is freestyle you right. know yeah it's improv and um that to me is so impressive uh-huh. and also intimidates me I'm like i don't know if i could do stand up but that would be really cool one day <laughs> right
1: yeah it's amazing like the the greats of the greats they write like mm-hmm. all their jokes and stories and punchlines. they're written and then they make it seem like they're just improvising. Yes. It's like highly coordinated, but at the same time uber natural, which is like 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 your favorite porn star. Keeping it rosy. Keeping it a rosy. Find baby. it on Spotify. <laughs> Dude. We, lost, we lost
0: some listeners. I'm sorry. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I love it. So, okay. Walk me through like an example of like, say you were to walk to do an event and you're the headliner. What kind of things are you looking for to like harness that energy, kind of make sure the vibe is right to get the best show possible? I'm trying to get like, what little techniques might you do to get there?
0: Um, first things first i would say like either having a playlist or a dj preferably a live dj or if you really fancy having like a, a three-piece band that just plays in you know in between acts
1: <laughs>
0: okay some some kind of music music the music that kind of either is in the same style of the show um how many times do we go to house of blues for shows and if it was a hip-hop show um, it was like they had Pandora on a basically hip hop station. Okay. You know? And so between the acts while they're setting up and unplugging, there's still music going. And, you know, some people are still kind of, you know, two stepping and dancing, grabbing drinks. There's like, there's noise. Mm. There's energy. It still feels like a club. Um, and then secondly, having someone who is charismatic and charming enough to grab a microphone and, you know, engage with the audience and say, "How was that? Yeah. Guess what? There's more. All right. Stick around. Yeah. Like, cool. So, the guy said that we have 10 minutes. Let's grab drinks. Now the plate. Now the venue's making money. Uh, hey, go grab a CD. Now the now the acts are making money you know so it's a it's another way if you're you're being a capitalist you know this is good money for you like this is why you should hire a host right (laughs) so
1: before you even like go up on the mic you kind of know what options are available Mm -hmm. to you what if people aren't like responsive to it have you ever had that situation
0: oh and it's like awkward and they're just like staring <laughs> at you like right the well, audience isn't
1: like the right vibe or something
0: oh man
1: yeah those are hard
0: so okay so this is when you have to go like reverse 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 this is a a, a gift as well or something you can put into practice is learning to read the room
1: so Ooh, like talk you, about that
0: you got to read the room okay um you know i, I, can't, I can't um host a, a, a a youth group church event and come in there and like, yo, what up, motherfuckers? Yeah. Like, you know, like, sorry, <laughs>
1: wrong audience, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wait, I'm in the wrong venue. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Read the room, fam. Read yeah. the room. Um, so that's, that's like something where like people who do improv or like stand up, um, a little bit with comedy mm-hmm. can read the room and kind of feel what kind of jokes would work with this crowd or not. Um, also, like, just where the crowd is at, where they're feeling. Like, when I when I'm officiating a wedding, I'm not doing a one man show. Like, it's not my time to be John Leguizamo. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So there's a, a different shift. There's like, okay, this is a beautiful moment. You know, uh, this is a heartfelt moment. So let's right. like be sensitive and 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 allow to use those words. Uh-huh. And even your, you know, even your tone, you know, coming down a little bit, and letting you know that. You're going to be with this person for the rest of your life. Ooh, I got chills. <laughs> you like that? That little AMSR? <laughs> <laughs> <A. M. laughs> that was some pre-show talk. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yes. Oh, so even when you're like doing a wedding, like when you're officiating a wedding, you're not the main event. No, and that's what helped me. Because I,
0: first, I didn't want to do it. I had my um one of my best friends alex Valdi. shout out to alex and stephanie who Stephanie's now is my best friend-in-law that's what i call her oh and now shout outs uh to baby luna um oh, like, yeah
1: yeah she's oh my god she's so beautiful this podcast yeah. episode is is dedicated <laughs> to baby luna
0: baby luna i love you with frankie <laughs> <laughs> um and so they basically were thinking about it they were like look like you know they they're they're spiritual, but they're not attending a church right now, and mm-hmm. and like there's not a pastor that they like they're close to, but someone that they have admired or also who's like, you know like that they just feel comfortable with and mm-hmm. want to share that moment with mm-hmm. um, it was me um, part of their story. I also kind of like um, played wingman. Into oh, like, hey, okay. hey! I think you two can really hit it off, and I'm glad that worked off. I'm glad, you know, it's the one time that I meddle because Becky used to hate that. She's like, "Stop trying to play cupid." Oh, <laughs> you know? But it worked this time. But this time it worked. This time it worked. Okay. So far, it's good. We're yeah. good. Um, <laughs> um, and so that was like, okay, all right. I guess I have to. Um, but then my other boy, Devin and, and Kaylee, shout out to them. They yeah. were like. You know, same scenario. And when they looked online, the, the, the Internet recommended who in your friend group is the most comfortable and charismatic on a microphone. That's who you should ask to oh, officiate. No your brainer. Wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was like no everyone, They looked at each other. and They were both like apparently like Frankie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that how it kind of came about? Like That's how how, it came how many about. weddings have you officiated?
0: At the one, two, three, four, five, six. Holy cow. Maybe like seven or eight. I got some more coming up now, Uh, you know, and like, I get nervous, but at the same time, I I remember like, I'm not the main attraction, it's, it's them. Mm. Um, And then for my friends, what kind of helped me too is knowing that like, when they look at me, it's kind of helping them from not losing all their makeup, Mm. (laughs) because I would try to sneak in a little joke and a little like, you know. You make them feel comfortable. Make them feel comfortable, yeah, yeah.
1: What's What's the biggest difference between, like, when you're emceeing a show or an event versus, like, officiating a wedding?
0: All uh, right. So, like, I mean, a show, an event, it, it's, it's fun because it's, like, a little pop in and pop out. You know, it doesn't feel as, like, serious as in, is intense. Yeah. And, but with a wedding, it's just, like, it's a very important moment, but it's a short moment. Mm-hmm. So, did you have yeah. to be
1: like uh, licensed or certified or something? Yeah. <laughs> How's that all world? of
0: the internet. Um, yeah. I forgot. Oh, uh, you uni- know was it universallifechurch.com or something like that and mm. I just basically applied for it and I guess my record was good. <laughs> wow. Okay. If you need to get married in Florida, how about your boy? Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I mean, just being able comfortable to talk. Luckily that's why I picked the my main career doing hair. Um, I knew I couldn't like live in an office job, just staring at a computer. Like I like to socialize. I was also the social butterfly as a kid. So yeah, um, my mother was a hairstylist, or still is uh, a hairstylist, and I, you know the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Right, and I just kind of picked that up, just cutting my own hair, cutting my brother's hair, and then um, ended up getting my license. And the one thing that I was comfortable with is talking to strangers. <laughs> And I think it also goes back, not to get too psychological, but I was an army brat, and we moved a lot as a kid, so I was a new kid a lot in my elementary school years. Um, So, that kind of helped, like, all right. It was (laughs) natural
1: to you to just socialize.
0: I had to evolve, like, you know, it was like sink or swim.
1: Right, to fit in.
0: To fit in, you know, and I just, like, like, I like meeting people and having friends, so you know, I didn't understand people who were like, I wish I had friends, but
1: you know, they never go out and try to talk to people. I'm like, I mean, just go get it. <laughs> like, is there something say someone is a very shy person, introverted. Do you have any go to questions that you usually ask? Say a client comes in first time uh, that you're cutting their hair, they walk into your studio and you know, are you also reading the room there and then just kind of basing what you're going to say after, or do you, do you have a few go-tos that you typically go with?
0: I do. I'm sorry. I live downtown. Um, It's all good. Can you hear the cops? I can. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, It's part of the experience. It's the Orlando experience. The Orlando
0: is the downtown Orlando experience, you know? Um, So to answer your question, Um,
1: yeah, I do have some go-to
0: questions. Like when I have a a new client that sits in my chair, like it's kind of embarrassing, but yeah. Um, questions like, what do you do for a living? Are you in school? Are you working? Are you in a relationship? What kind of music you're into? Are there any shows that you've been binge watching? Um, (laughs) all these like, uh, almost first date questions. Mm. (laughs) It's like, um, and just... Trying to find... Okay, so this is... You want to know the secret? You want to know the secret? Please. Okay, okay. Shh. <laughs> ready, ready. Okay. So I learned this when I used to work with kids in um, youth group ministries as a, like a counselor. Okay. I used to do summer camps. Um, in order to connect with the kid or make a kid feel comfortable, I try to find one common denominator. Something that we both had in common. Um, like... He or she can like a whole bunch of different things, and so can I. But there might be one little connection. Uh, maybe that kid is really into cars. I may not be super into cars, but I love Fast and the Furious enough that I can kind of engage that connection. Of did you see that new Fast and the Furious movie? What did you think of that new Skyline car? Mm. You know, and then that kid all of a sudden feels like, oh, he's cool because he like we have something in common, and I feel comfortable now right Um, and so that right there is like when you get older you're like is that manipulation i like i hope not like no you know like i'm not trying to manipulate i'm just trying to find that like human connection yeah that um you know that one thing that just makes us both go oh yeah we
1: have this in common so we can feel comfortable and talk right you're just trying Um, to relate i'm trying to relate exactly i would imagine that like if you have enough of those moments i think it's super key to trust the person cutting your hair at at least if you want someone to do it consistently or you want to find someone that you could just go to and not have to worry about it um i don't know if I, i feel like people are pretty particular about the type of haircut that they get so i think even if they walk into your chair getting a haircut and they don't know you the first thing that you can base it off of is just comfort level. Mm-hmm. Even that alone, like those little things that you can relate with helps them feel comfortable to go, Oh, okay. I can see Frankie being my long-term kind of like uh barber.
0: Yeah. You don't want to come aggressive. Yeah. Like you don't want to be like that weird cliche, like, Masu said, "You lay down now. Now right. I rub you. Yeah. like just bang. Like, okay, th- thank you. Yeah, jeez. Or like
1: not talking <laughs> at all. we not talking at all. You yeah, know, I, not, like, I probably wouldn't come back if I'd be like, oh, that was that kind of felt weird, you know? Yeah,
0: I think um, I noticed the difference when I tell my clients what I'm doing, when I'm saying, when I'm like letting you know the next step that I'm doing. Uh, oh, uh, I'm cutting it this way so that your hair doesn't stick up that way. I'm adding this part to." To give you more, I don't know, to make you look thinner <laughs> by, uh. you know, trimming your beard this way, it creates this more contour, like beards, like makeup for men, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <The> little, secret <laughs> little, sec- little secret ladies, little secret ladies, y'all got makeup, we got beards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you're, you you said it's better when you give them a heads up of what's going on. Is that mm-hmm. like a good technique? I think
0: when you kind of, that's the technique I, I've noticed also in the medical field. Okay. Um, my, de- my father um, was a nurse, and um, shout-outs to Becca. She's been, like, uh, going in and out of the hospital. Yep. She's Rebecca's doing your bed. wife, just for my people wife. who not listening. Yeah, yeah. don't know um, you. And so, we, we, you know, one of the things that m- have made us feel comfortable, if anyone's ever been to any hospital or any doctor visit, mm-hmm. they're giving you the play-by-play, step-by-step. What are they doing? Now they're giving you this. Unless you're like, no, don't tell me when you're you're giving me a shot. But some Mm. people are like, I need to know when it's happening, what you're doing, step by step. Mm. So there is no surprise. And Becca's one of those (laughs) persons. So knowing that that makes her comfortable. um, People who are maybe control freaks, (laughs) you know, um, uh, people who feel like they're out of control. Like, hey, I'm sitting here. I'm vulnerable. I'm giving you my head and I'm giving you the ability to make me look more handsome or make me look more beautiful or make me look stupid as hell and goofy and never get this date yeah right <laughs> you know ruin my wedding day yeah you know my pictures um
1: <laughs> that's what i love about talking to you about this because like the idea of hosting right for you specifically could be emceeing but then now like i'm seeing it translate to so many different things you just mentioned a whole the medical field mm-hmm. if people were to instill some kind of practice in being a better host it makes them completely better at their jobs because mm-hmm. you giving them a heads up of what you're about to do to the hair or whatever is the same concept of oh the next band coming up is so and so they're they're mm-hmm. they're dope they're super hype so stay tuned grab a drink or something like that
0: it, the cars and dailies of the trls yeah <laughs> you know
1: you're gluing the experience together that's amazing mm-hmm. And I I don't know if people put that together sometimes when, they're they run their own business or or whatever. And yeah,
0: it's it's I think it's an over, it's an oversight. Like um well, like Rebecca, her business is mainly a wedding planning business. Yeah, and so when you're getting married, you're thinking what venue? You're thinking what DJ band? What cake? What dress? You know like, mm-hmm. um what's the bachelor party? Where's the honeymoon? And when I'm thinking about the planner, because it's not, it's something that you're paying for, but you don't physically see, like the food, even though it's not a forever thing, like, you know, you're gonna still see it mm-hmm. and actually physically see it. Right. Uh, you don't really physically feel what the planner did by organizing all that. Mm. Um, and so sometimes I feel like that's how the host looks like. Um, you know, sometimes I used to feel like, yes, yeah, the host should be paid a little bit even more mm. because the host has to be there from the beginning of the festival to the end of the festival. Like when I used to tour with um, KJ5-2, shout out to KJ5-2. Um, one of the reasons why he used to be in so many festivals is not only that he was an awesome opener act. Like, yo, when when we were one of the first acts, everyone knew what time it was. Like, oh, we're having a good time today. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> tonight it's going to be fire. So fire. So fire. <laughs> um, but uh, But um so we have our our set to be like 45 to an hour um but then he can't just go in the green room and enjoy the rest of the night or he can't just go back to the hotel or he can't just go back to the merch table and you know um take pictures with guests not yet not till the very, very very end of the show because he has to stay between every act saying all right guys you got you saw that that was awesome coming up next we have this you know and so i'm like hey should you be getting paid more than just the hour that you performed? <laughs> you know? mm, yeah. And I think eventually he did, you know, and, and like eventually guys like us, we do. Uh, but there were times that it wasn't like in the beginning, I was doing it for free because I just wanted my friends to stay and not leave. I wanted them to watch my set. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> it's amazing like, what a little thing, just the little transitions make the whole thing so much better. Segway. Yeah
0: segway baby it's like about them segways
1: you you wouldn't know it was weird until it was gone exactly exactly it's amazing that uh, you were doing shows and you noticed that there was nobody doing it and nobody was comfortable enough to do it Mm -hmm. do you think it's like is it hard i mean you might think it's easy but
0: (laughs) well it was like a survivor like situation like sink or swim like uh-huh. you know you wanted to save the show yeah being dramatic i know it sounds really dramatic yeah. but like you know <laughs> like when your friend is falling off the ledge and you reach out your hand like slow motion like an old action movies from the 90s yeah um you're like i gotta i gotta fix this maybe if i grab the microphone and do what i think would work uh-huh. um try it just try it frankie just try it and also as a little kid i used to I used to think I wanted to be a cop. I used to think I wanted to be a detective. I used to think I wanted to be like a martial artist. And then I realized, no, what you wanted to be is an actor. Oh, okay. <laughs> you you wanted like to the, be the movies yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. You like the ability to 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 like entertain and inspire, mm. you know, like this action hero. These John Claude, these van Damme's, yeah. you know, these uh Arnolds and Stallones, like this, you know the Chuck Norrises. Come on, Chuck Norris, yeah. remember Chuck Norris? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and and the ability to make people happy and bring joy to them, like that ability, that power, and that's what really translated me to like mainly like have hair as my main business because. My dad wanted me to get in the medical field because he was a nurse, mm. and like he's, we just talked about, how we can be a host as a as as a good si- what is it good bedside manner, mm-hmm. you know? That's like, a host, yeah, yeah. It's like oh my gosh, not only he's a great doctor, but he has great bedside manner. Yeah, um, it's a plus. Like it's like not only he's a great actor, he's also a dope MC, right? Um, and so I thought about it, but with medical, a lot of times it's not an instant gratification. It's not an instant fix. Some of those like situations when people are sick it takes time mm. it takes weeks it takes months it takes years and that was like really heavy and hard for me to handle at the time i was like frank think about this yeah. <laughs> Will future you regret this mm. <laughs> and future me was like yeah fam i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> so and i thought about hair and someone waking up with really bad hair, or like right now. I've had people who couldn't get a haircut because of quarantine, yeah. you know, playing safe. And then now they're finally, you know, we've reopened. We're, we're um, checking temperatures and, like, having sanitizers and washing our hands and yeah. sanitizing in between each act. So everyone's wearing masks, and it's been working, and it's been good. Like, um, So people are coming in, and they're feeling ugly. <laughs> you know, they're feeling bummy. Yeah. they looking at themselves in the mirror, and they're like, I look how I feel right now. scared, worried, frizzy. <laughs> right, right. And so Frankie comes in and gives you shampoo and a shampoo and a little conditioner, a little massage, blacks you, and then you know, cuts your hair in a certain way, and then dries it and styles it, and all of a sudden you're like, "dang, where are we going?" Should we go, should we go downtown? Should we go to the bar? Should we go to the movies? You know, like <laughs> yeah.
1: it makes a difference.
0: <laughs> it makes a difference. I mean, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're more confident. You're like, you know what? Let's take some selfies uh, or, or let's do a little, let's do a little video. You know, let's go, let's zoom somebody now that I feel more <laughs> attractive.
1: <laughs> Isn't that weird? What is that? Like, I don't know if it's just like a internal, personal thing for me, but like, if I have like a fresh fade, I feel like mm-hmm. I work out better. Like, yeah. what is that? It's I don't know,
0: man. It's like um, it's like when Mario gets the mushroom, you just, you just get a little bigger. You know I what love mean? your
1: analogies. You know,
0: it's like it's, it's like when you get the blue pill. All of a sudden, you're like. Da, 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 dun, da, 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 yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it just makes you feel better sometimes. Like, yeah. When,
0: yeah. My dad used to say I used to love getting haircuts with my dad. Like, you know, shout out to my mom. My mom was a great beautician, but she wasn't like a barber. So then, my dad and I, like, we found a barber and um, Dennis. Shout out to Dennis; he's still my barber. Mm. Um, you know, my dad, my brother, and I, we still go to him. And like every time we came, like my dad can be super grumpy on the way there. And as soon as we got in the car after our haircuts it's like I don't know why, but every time I get a haircut, <laughs> I feel so good, so good. So good, right, Papi? You look, we look good, Papi. Let's go. Okay. And I'm like, dang, all right, that means we can stop for pizza and Blockbuster. Fire, I'm getting so a goo. video
1: game. <laughs> so goo sounds like a, like if you were to start your own like tequila line.
0: <laughs> so goo.
1: <laughs> so goo.
0: Oh, I like that. That's, hey. <laughs> your friend grows tequila, so goo. <laughs> and every time you open the bottle, rose petals pop out.
1: Oh <sighs> man. Okay, maybe not that, but us <laughs> put the commercials. Yeah, What? tell us about the roses.
0: Oh man, you know I'm Frank Rose. Okay, so my last name Rosado, mm-hmm. um, and then um, in some Latin countries it translates to roses, uh, either pink or roses. Yeah. Um, so sometimes uh, I had friends growing up that used to call me Pink or Pinky or or Rose, Rosy, and um, actually Willie. Shout out to Willie Cologne, my our guitar player, and I, and the host yeah. when we were in our band together, uh, oh, doing so big amazing. things, big things. Big things. Man, I was playing guitar for uh, loose Fonsi. What up? Don't at me. <laughs> like, I know people. So what? I, I work for this. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. No, yeah. And, and he's still super humble, and he's still my brother. And every time we talk, it's just like nothing's ever changed. And mm-hmm. that's why I love about it. And like you and I, like, we haven't seen each other in maybe a year or haven't talked in, like, weeks or months. And, like, it's just like we just pick up where we left off. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um he was the one that started calling me frank rose and he was like yo you should change your like stage name to frank rose because um, Brown Study was my my rapper name back in the day, right? But then I started hosting. I, I didn't want to be a professional host. I wanted to be a, a rock star. I wanted yeah. to be a rapper, a singer. Like you were making beats for me. Yeah, like yeah. we were writing these songs, bro. Like, yeah, I was. Yeah, yo, I got some YouTube videos I gotta send you later. Anyway, okay. So um, a <laughs> our Oh man. And I was like, damn, that's actually a good song. We can go back and uh, <laughs> Let's do that sell <laughs> that. We could sell that. Nashville, ho- holla at us. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) um and so (laughs) we were just um damn i lost my train of thought
1: (laughs) so he said he said that you should name you should change your name yeah
0: yeah to frank rose because it's just like you can use that as an artist but you can also use it as like an event name like Mm -hmm. if you were emceeing and i was like oh that's a really good idea and then i kind of like just like like held that because I I, I took a little break from music. I got married and I was like really focusing on my hair career and I was building my clientele and I was like, oh, this money's right here right now. I love doing music, but being a starving artist, like, you know what time it is. (laughs) We do it because we love it. Right. (laughs) Um, And uh, uh, so basically I I felt like um, uh, I'll just hold that whenever I do music again. Well, then I brought it up to another friend of ours that um, were like dope photographers in the wedding industry. And they were just really helpful with like branding. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, I, um, one of them heard my story of how like um, Willie would call me Frank Rose and that should be my new stage name. And they were like, whoa, 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 Frank Rose. Yo, like listen to this. Yo, who did your hair? Oh, I got a Frank Rose. Frank Rose did my hair.
1: Mm smooth
0: that's it and we we just looked at each other and we were just like that sounds so ill like that sounds so dope like yeah. because i was going by for my for my hair um uh my business was hair by frankie rosado and it's, it's a mouthful okay yeah you know i mean <laughs> in some cases it's good to have a mouthful you hey. know hey <laughs> <saying? laughs> keep it rosy <laughs> um
1: <laughs> available on spotify <laughs> so it just it kind of you've translated your whole, your, your music, your haircut, your hosting, you decided to mm-hmm. instead of going I decided to consolidate, right?
0: I didn't have like, okay, I have my music page. I have my hair page. I have my personal page. I said, you know what, what I'm seeing right now in the future or industry is that people are attracted to a personality. People are attracted to a person, not necessarily of just what they do. So, okay, cool. You have a bunch of pictures of haircuts that you do. Who are you? Right, I don't know who you are, so I'm still intimidated and not feeling comfortable to come to visit you. But then you're posting stories and videos like, "Hey guys, this is me. I'm at the shop. Blah blah blah. Look at this before and after. It wasn't that great. Cool. Hope to see you soon." Oh, so I'm like, "Hey, maybe I should book with him." Yeah, you know those little details, and I just like, for me, honestly, it comes out of laziness. I don't want to manage like three different pages.
1: That's true. Logistically, it makes sense.
0: Um, and I don't know. I just think it's. It's helped better for me for my mental health. Like, I don't feel like I have to wear different hats. Like, mm. you know, like, there's just like, it's cool to be able to be a chameleon, but you don't want to get lost in that.
1: Ooh, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So let's, let's change kind of segue a little bit. I've, so ever since I've known you, you've pretty much always been the life of the party. I mean, this is why we're talking about like being a host and everything. I guess my next question for you is, do you get tired of it? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good question?
0: That's a good one. How does it feel?
1: Like what, I mean, like it has to be tiring, right? It has to be energy draining. How do you manage that? I guess.
0: So that's, that's funny because, um, Dennis, Dennis Merrill, who was my barber and is, is a big brother and a mentor to me. Um, one of the advice he gave me early in my you know, barbering career, he said, like, beware of the energy that your clients, you know, will drain from you and that you give and receive. You could be in a good mood and your client be in a bad mood, sitting in your chair, and all of a sudden after that, you're in a bad mood and it affects the next client and mm-hmm. the next client. And I was like... Okay, you're in some weird voodoo shit, and oh, okay. that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, whatever. I believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. and God is gonna protect me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but then as I got into my career, I'm 12 years in now, like with my license, and it's real. It's mm. real. The vibes are real. And so, one thing I love about the salon that I'm at now, the owner, uh, Philip, shout shouts to Philip. Um, he teaches this class called the reset and, um, the reset, it talks about resetting between clients, giving yourself that time. Um, and I, it's not something that I can only use in my career. I can use it in my everyday life. Like sometimes, you know, I need to step out to the balcony mm. and take a breather and maybe put on my headphones and put on headspace, and meditate to three to five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, okay, just to reset. And come back and face whatever I need to face. Do what I need to do and be able to be the best I can be for my next client, my next guest, my wife, my friends, my family, you know, my kids if you have kids, my dog. <laughs> if you have mm. a dog, yeah. yeah. Um, is taking that 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 time out. And that's something I saw I also saw that Becca uh instills when she would um, officiate a wedding not officiating i'm sorry plan a wedding okay but she's the, the head planner and most of the runway girls do this they allow the bride and the groom as soon as they walk down the aisle you know the ideas now introducing for the first time mr and mrs blah, 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 bubbles whatever yeah and then they get to go away into a room where no one can interrupt them
1: wow no. they built that into the schedule
0: Built that in the schedule. Wow. Like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. That close, would be
1: whatever, huge. That would have been just huge. For just for them. Yeah. Just,
0: you know, just to, to have a moment. And then also they, they, you know, I tell this to all my my couples um, that I learned this from our offici, uh, not officiant, but our premarital counselor, uh, Katie. I don't even remember Katie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was our uh, premarital counselor. And he said, you know, during the party, take a time out, grab your wife and go outside go somewhere alone and just check in and go how you doing good yeah you do all right ready yeah all right let's go back in you know what i mean like just like to have that to, to remember um and and on top of that he said like um always hold hands try to hold hands the whole time during the wedding because your family is going to pull you. Her family's going to pull her. Everyone's going to be pulling you left and right and take pictures. And then you're going to be like, I feel like I didn't even saw you this whole time. Mm. And it's supposed to be our day. So by holding hands, wherever you're getting pulled, it's like, oh, okay, hey, hey, I got to come with him, you know. And um, I don't know. Those are like little things. <laughs> so even
1: like say when you're cutting hair, you build in, how much time do you build in between clients?
0: So like I block, like you say for a men's haircut, I block an hour. Okay. And then some people are like, dude, couldn't you do a haircut in 30 minutes? I was like, yeah. But I want to have, like, um, room for consultation. And then I also want to have room for, like, first-time haircuts. Like, if I'm if I'm chopping down a fro, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, into a nice skin fade, like, mm-hmm. it's going to take a little time. Right. And it's the first time I do this person's head, and I don't want to rush it. This is not like a, a fast-food haircut, you know, salon. Right. Where it's like, you know, come in, and it's like a stamp come out you know no I'm every haircut is custom you know how you read the room I got to read the scalp I got to mm. read the head I got to read the face shape you know and then you got to read I got to read this person's vibe how much time is he going to put into it his hair in the morning right you know if, if he doesn't want that much work then he's got to be able to like put some gel in it or if he's like no nah, I really like the way it's styled, so I gotta learn how to get a blow dryer let me then I'll show them I'll teach them right there and that's the other reason why I charge more because I'm like, I'm educating you what products and how to style your hair. And that way you're not longer single on Tinder. Mm. <laughs> Cause that profile pic is fire. Thanks to yeah. Frank Rose.
1: So, yeah. So then, I mean, blocking it out that way, it, then the time is not in the back of your head. Like every single second, you're exactly. not having quality
0: to, like, over quantity. Wait, is it quantity, quality over quantity?
1: Yeah. Gotcha. And do you find that, being able to have that extra time in between,
0: it's kind of ca- time to reset,
1: right? That energy, you feel like it's a little more even for you I go
0: to the bathroom. I, you know, wash my hands between each client. Mm-hmm. So that gives me a time to not being erupted. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll put my AirPods in real quick, put in a song, mm. you know, uh, music to me, you know, that's my first love. So that's like something that can feed my energy. Mm. Like me, I have a playlist If I'm depressed If I'm feeling blue There's a playlist Called Frank's Faves And it's all of my Favorite jams yeah. That you know When you hear it Like at a party That you're just like Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, boy that's yeah. my sheet you know like yeah and I'm just like all right, all right. Yeah. You... Oh, oh, that's in there that's in that playlist yeah. so I'm like yeah here we go all right I'm gonna give it to you cowards and it's gonna be quick okay I'm gonna give him a haircut yeah. <laughs> you know? and it just gives me that reset so I need that I need that extra time yeah. in my schedule so that I can give good quality service
1: now how about like it might be a little bit different right now at at the moment because of the pandemic, but commitments for social kind of situations where you're being asked, you know, like I said, you're the life of the party. You have a good personality to host. It must be tiring to always be asked that. How do you balance and even say no to certain commitments or events that (laughs) you, like you, sometimes you just want to attend.
0: That's, oh yeah yeah that was definitely an issue i remember when um a lot of times even when we were in the band that like every gig we were beyond we couldn't just leave after a gig i had to stay and host um mm. uh, the whole festival or whatever and it was sometimes a bummer yeah you know um but at that time i just didn't know how to say no i was young mm-hmm. and you know immature in that sense in my 20s and I was just having this big heart again. At the end of the day, I just want to make everybody happy. And, and I love bringing joy. You know, yeah. like, I know that sounds like Skittles and rainbows, but that's just
1: that's who I am. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I, I see that about you too. And so.
0: Um, and so it that was a challenge. And shout outs to my therapist. Like, yeah. you know, I, I had to learn that it's okay to say no. And, and it's important to have me time and self-care. And I know that everybody in 2020 right now is learning about self care and the importance how self care can help with your mental health. Mm. Um, so being able to learn to say no, because if it <laughs> was it David Meister, I love David, he said, Will future me regret this? Like he taught me that phrase. We used to always say that, Will Future Me regret this? Because how many times everyone invites us to something in the future, invites us to something in the future, and then you, you don't really know. <laughs> like, you just say yes to everything. You're like, why did I say yes to that? Like, you know, like, no, I would hate that. I don't like the ballet. Why would I go to my friend's little three-year-olds ballet, like, that's not not even my blood niece, like, Mm. why, why did (laughs) I say yes? Uh (laughs) You know, hypothetically speaking, (laughs) like, I'm going to be grumpy and I'm going to be a dick there now because I don't want to be there. And it's like, why? Mm. Why put yourself in a situation that's not going to make you happy? And that's something that's been helping me during this pandemic, real talk. Like, I I just like, my wife and I go, look, what are the things we can control? We can control what we watch. I can control what show to binge. I can control what to Uber eats or, you know, like to cook. I can control what alcohol I'm going to drink. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, um, what are the half glass full scenarios that I know? Here's the annoying, optimistic guy. But like, every time I look at life in the morning, I'm in a fork in the road. I can be hopeful or hopeless. Mm. And just like the hopeful sounds better. It really does. It just does. feels better. Yeah. It just like, it's warmer. It's more comfortable. I'm lazy. Mm. Being <laughs> hopeless is so much work. It's so <laughs> mental draining, bro. Like yeah. you thinking of all the what if scenarios and this and that, and it's yeah. just like, you're warring yourself to death and you're warring yourself to sick. Like, what is it? Oh my God. This has got me sick to my stomach. Like, yes. Yeah. Let it go. You can't control it.
1: Mm. <laughs> All so right, you I'm guys just keep you, no <laughs> dropping knowledge by Frank Rose.
0: Uh, uh, uh,
1: uh. I guess let's let's close it out with this, Frankie. All right, because this has been this has been great, and you're uh, legit dropping knowledge and dropping names and <laughs> and dropping your uh, promos for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about uh, how people can can uh, get to your podcast, but. Let me ask you one more question. What is something that you're constantly working on to get better at? Um, it can be something about cutting hair or hosting or just something more personal.
0: Ironically, bro, listening. Mm. <laughs> listening.
1: Do you feel like you're not good at that currently or?
0: Yeah, because as the MC and life of the party, when there's awkward silence or just silence, because I'm not a fan of silence, mm. I have to feel the air. Oh. But if I'm constantly feeling the air, am I really listening to my peers? And in my marriage, sometimes your wife just wants to vent. She's not asking you to fix it. Mm. Every time I hear a problem, my default is to how do I solve the problem? Hence why I started emceeing. Mm, yeah. So listening is something that I'm constantly working. Right. Um, shout out to medicinal marijuana. It's really allowed me to listen better to my wife. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> Keep it at Rosie.com.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. It's 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 hard when it's awkward. And I guess if you, if you go like... You know, when I think about times when, say, Amanda and I are trying to work through something and there's that silent, awkward kind of situation where you guys don't know how to respond to each other. It's it's almost like even that silence is important to listen to. Yeah, um, it's
0: so important. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I've, I have a new appreciation. Like, one time, uh, uh, Becca came home from from uh an extended stay at the hospital Mm. and you know she just hasn't been home and i couldn't visit her because of covid yeah and she was just sitting on the couch i'm standing across from her and dude no words but just tears Mm. you know just tears coming down and it's just this like and then she's got her tears and it's just this this energy and this vibe knowing like i love you yeah and like I appreciate you and I'm never going to take you for granted. Right. Without even using words, dude, like poetry night with Frank Rose, let's go.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how how, uh, comfortable you are to talk about this. Um, Just in case whoever is listening doesn't know who you or Rebecca is. um, You were mentioning that she went to the hospital. What can you share about what you guys are going through right now currently and what you're learning from it?
0: So she um, got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm-hmm. which is a type of blood cancer. And one of the most difficult challenges is that her youngest brother passed away from it mm-hmm. from, uh, when he was about, like, 16. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want
1: to make sure, too, you're good with this? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. good.
0: oh, I'm good. Just yeah. be fair. Let's go. Transparent. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm keeping it rosy. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> that was about two years ago, and we're still going through it. Um, she was able to get a stem cell transplant and actually one of her brothers, um, was able to be the donor Mm. and he was, has all these healthy cells. Right. Um, and right now it's, um, the transition of basically they call it like uh, a seesaw where they're trying to lower her cells and have the donor, her brother's cells be the new cells so that she won't get sick again. Hmm and um it's really like science and yeah. somewhat playing god uh but i'm grateful because it's like it's not um it's not one of those experiments like this is something that's been approved and one of the latest technologies and something that like her her brother didn't have a chance for, mm. for this Did he have this option so she does and right. um and it's a journey and they said it's not going to be like okay come in get this done and then you're all good mm. most of the um She's been able to find other survivors who said like, yeah, it wasn't until like a year after my stem cell uh, transplant, I didn't feel like normal again, wow. you know, or better. Right. Um. So <laughs> to circle back and how deep <laughs> everything can get even um, being a good host, you know, with, with my wife going through this, yeah. like I've had to bring the positive energy and the positive vibes and like... I get it. People used to say like, yo, don't forget about the caretakers. Don't forget about the caretakers. Like, you know, we got to pray for not just the sick, but the people who are taking care of the sick. Yeah. And, you know, I used to be like, no, like put all your prayers to her, like Mm. leave me out of this. Like it's all for her. Like I got this, like, you know, but you know, one of the important lessons I learned through this journey is like, if I don't take care of myself, how can I take care of her? Mm. So uh, that means sometimes I had to get up earlier in the day, in the morning, and have my quiet time in the balcony with my coffee, maybe some headspace meditation, listen to some worship music or whatever I need to do, read a devotional. Um, you know, like whatever super intentional. Do, yeah, intentional. Like make the intentions of the day, do some yoga, uh, go to the gym, you know, whatever it is that you know you won't be interrupted. And that's your reset. That's your recharge. And so then when she wakes up, now you can serve her. And now you have something that you can give. But when you get up and she gets up and it's like, she needs, she needs, she needs. And you're like, I, I'm just so on E. Like, that's, that's hard. Mm. And like, I kind of, I'm still learning that. That's a practice. I don't think it's something that you just learn it and you never mess up again. I think it's just like working out and eating eating. And eating good yeah you know you do it good you, you stick on to a routine and then the holidays come and you whoopsie and then you whoops over there and then it's just like january yeah. you're like we need to fast <laughs> yeah we we're, we're, we're vegans yeah. we're vegans now <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: wow man that that's like it's beautiful to hear you know i really appreciate you sharing that um i wasn't sure how comfortable you guys were about that yeah, but just hearing the work that it takes to you know we were talking about hosting but like that's just a small aspect of your life and it all kind of connects together and in in some ways whatever you learn from hosting is going into caring for your marriage and rebecca's health and in Mm -hmm. the same ways what you're learning from your experience with that is also transferring into hosting It's like, it's like a really cool.
0: Yeah, like one of my cousins, um, he messaged me when he found out about Becca's health Mm. um, earlier on, (laughs) like he messaged and he opened up to me and basically to sum it up, he basically said like, you know, I feel like God created you to be the version of who you are, to be in Becca's life for this situation. Mm. Because he knew that like you Are created perfectly to help her get through this if i didn't cry bro Mm. i was like everyone sent me messages you know like oh like my friends who go to college you know (laughs) like this is is my my street cousin you know what i mean like and he's just like i go (laughs) i was just like bro amen i guess i hope i hope that's what it is man i hope that's what it is like uh, you know, if that's the case, use me, Lord. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Well, Frankie, we love you guys. And I I can't wait to see you guys again. We were planning a trip to Florida in May, but it didn't happen, obviously. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just really appreciate you taking the time to share your story with me. I guess let's end it with this. How how do people get a hold of you? And then also talk about your podcast that you keep bringing up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the the shameless plug I keep uh, throwing yeah, it in yeah. there. What like, was that like called just, again? Uh, uh keep it oh, dot yeah. Com. <laughs> yeah, where can you find it again? <laughs> so if you go to keepitatrosie <laughs> um, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, uh, Google, and iHeartRadio. Okay, um, and just what hashtag, is it? Keep, it's a it's a it's a comedy freeform uh podcast it's me uh my friend johnny hugo marcella uh edsu old-fashioned dan the intern and we drink you have an intern (laughs) that's what we call him (laughs) he's like my fact checker intern slash uh, bartender (laughs) um and so it, it was just something that a lot of people will come up to me and say you should start a podcast you Mm. should start a podcast you should start a podcast and i was like at first i thought it'd be cool like when i had my studio my hair studio to like kind of do something where i'm cutting someone's hair and doing an interview yeah kind of make that into a podcast and then lebron james came out with that and i was like all right thanks and then (laughs) um um, but then one of my friends one day you know um shout out to ed he basically said yeah let's stop talking about it and just do it. And so he brought his microphone equipment to my apartment and just set up in my kitchen. And then I called Jonathan to come over. Cause I always said like, if I did it, I think I want Jonathan to be my co-host. Like, yeah. Who's the guy that I know that just always makes me laugh.
1: Like, gotcha.
0: He's the guy that I love to talk to because every time I talk to him, I know I'm going to laugh. Yeah. You know, because that's usually I'm that guy for everybody else, but who's that guy for me? Mm. you know like who hosts the host <laughs> right and shout out to hugo he hosts me you know and then we added marcella because we needed some female mm-hmm. like <laughs> some female vibes yeah um and what's it about like what do you guys talk about so we talk about like everyday stuff like okay. the, the, the comment basically keeping it rosy is this optimistic m- mentality of finding the funny in everyday life like life can be shitty you know and especially yeah. in times like this like you know uh, but like every great comedian or stand up or sketch show they just basically pick at it and then there's this common denominator and then there's this moments of oh, i could relate to that mm. you know yeah. i could i could relate to that and um and also for me man it's a place where i can be problematic and it's okay because oh. it's like it's my show yeah, yeah. so you know like we, we we laugh and we talk about politics and we talk about music or gaming or relationships marriage uh you know and as as the episode prolongs the more drinks we get in so it gets funnier <laughs> in my opinion you know okay. um, <laughs> um some episodes like whoa man he I think he drank a lot before the show, um, but it's just been a journey, you know. Right now, I I wasn't expecting anything of it, and then now we got people downloading and you know saying that they listen, and yeah, repping, and I'm like, oh, this is this is cool. Like, it's a
1: good outlet for you too.
0: It's a it's a healthy outlet for me, man. It's what's helped me through this like pandemic and like through my marriage, you know, yeah. fighting you know uh, cancer and everything. It's just like it's something to look forward to and now know we do it right, you know, through Zoom and stuff or thank God for technology. Yeah. Uh, we can still record episodes and it's a way to check in on each other.
1: Beautiful. So say say it again. How do they find it?
0: dot
1: it com. And then. So,
0: yeah. Rosie with the E-Y. Yeah. R-O-S-E-Y. Like hispan- yeah. Because I'm Hispanic.
1: <laughs> and uh how can people find you on instagram or what's the uh, best way to
0: everything is i am i'm on instagram uh facebook frank rose uh also what is it yeah everything's frank rose yeah twitter <laughs> i am frank rose i, I am, am
1: frank, frank rose. rose frankie yeah. thank you so much um i really appreciate it man
0: oh thank you man
1: all right everybody thank you for listening to another episode of craft talk we'll catch you on the next one bye